1: Here we go.
2: About goddamn time. Jesus Christ, I drove about five hours.
3: Hey, mister! (sighs) You ain't gonna tell us where we going? Hey! I'm talking to you! Ow! Shh, Carol! Dang, that hurt, Shirley! Don't provoke him. We don't know what this man is
4: capable of. Yeah, we just tried escaping. Who knows where they taking us down?
3: probably somewhere a million times worse than the hole. Don't say that, Lorena. This don't feel bad. It feels different.
4: Not to me. Just be ready for whatever come next. Because to me, I feel like this nightmare ain't never going to end. Oh, shit. Boo, <phone rings> damn it. You
5: know what here. Carol? scared what's happening wait
3: Sandra listen
6: well you're not there already I'm glad to be home
3: like prisoners of war being released from their torturous hell Shirley, Carol, Lorena and 12 other girls step through the wagon's threshold and into the light of day There, outside of the police station, they find a throng of church members, community activists, and loved ones, all cheering at the girls' safe return. My Lord, can you you believe it? We're home. We're actually home. Mama, I gotta find my mama. Mom! Mama! Like bees in the spring, the girls zip through the crowd. Searching for the women who had relentlessly searched for them.
6: Lorena, is that you? Lorena! Grandma!
4: <laughs> Grandma,
6: I missed oh my, you! I missed you, Grandma! My Lorena, I missed you too. And look at that. You kept the vest safe. Barely. Oh, it don't make no never mind. All that matters is that you're home. Oh Lord, thank you, God. You're home, Mama. Shirley,
3: oh Shirley. Wait, let me look at you. Did that old dirty white man hit you? He didn't put his hands on you, did he? Oh, thank God, you're home, baby. If he could, your daddy would have traveled the seven seas to be here. If only he could see our girl is home. He didn't. He didn't hit me or hurt me, and I'm okay. See? I miss you so much, baby. Thank God you're home. It doesn't take long for Sandra and Carol to spot her mother and band of siblings, a crowd unto themselves.
5: Carol, look, it's Aunt
4: Helen. Mama, Carol, Sandra.
7: Oh, my baby. (laughs) My baby's (laughs) home. Carol,
4: <laughs> you home? We missed you.
3: I missed y'all too. Give me hugs, Mama. <laughs> you did it. You brought us home, finally. Thank you, Mama. My baby's home. <laughs> Mere minutes felt like hours as parents at last reunite with their once-missing daughters. For 45 days straight, they questioned whether their child still breathed life or if cold blood ran through their veins. But, alive and well enough, mothers and fathers evacuate the police station with their precious daughters, bound for the place each girl spent days in the Leesburg Stockade dreaming of returning to.
0: The Stolen Girls of Americus, Episode 5, A New Beginning.
3: A week has passed since the girls' homecoming. Not much time to acclimate ahead of the morning's major event, the first day of school. Without any books in the stockade, Shirley had spent the week rereading her eighth grade textbooks. It was like practice for the school year ahead. Shirley reaches to turn the faucet off, but stops herself, staring instead at the steady flow of water. It's a sight she hasn't seen in months. A far cry from the meager drips in the stockade. Wow. Shirley? 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 You almost done? I want you to eat breakfast before school. Hear me, baby? 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 Shirley? Shirley! You alright? I'm fine. Sheesh, you scared me. When you didn't answer me, I got worried. Oh, sorry. I I got distracted. By what? The water again? Yeah. It's like a waterfall. The way it flows. I forgot how crystal clear water could be. Fresh it could smell. That right? Well, turn it off, sweetheart. Water ain't going nowhere. All right, then. You about ready to eat breakfast? Thanks, Mama, but I'll just take an apple to go. I don't want to be late. You sure? You got another hour before you got to be there. Can't you smell the bacon and eggs I done whipped up? Mm, I got to do my hair first. I think I left my pink ribbon on my desk. It's on the kitchen table. Right next to those pancakes you say you don't want. Mm, Thanks. Want a glass of juice? Milk? Mm. Coffee would be better. Coffee? Careful, it's hot. (laughs) So it's your first day back to school since, well, since being locked up in the, since being locked up in the stockade. How you feeling? Uh, You want to know what I'm feeling right this very moment? I'm feeling like I need a new pair of Mary Janes because I cannot get this scuff mark off my shoe. See? No matter how hard I try. Shirley, baby. I just can't get these shoes to shine like they used to. Stop it, Shirley! (sighs) (sighs) See? (sighs) After all that, the scuff marks still won't go away. In the week since returning home, Carol has stepped back into the role of big sister. With her father working 10-hour shifts, everything fell on Helen. And just as she had done before, Carol once again is the house's second mother. Make sure you don't put too much peanut butter on Jerry's sandwich. I know that. but act like I ain't never made them lunch before. (laughs) Just reminding you. Being thrown into a cage ain't gonna make me forget my baby brother gets big as a balloon when he touches a peanut. I don't know why you keep it in the house. One of the ladies at church brought me a big basket of baked and canned goods for your brothers. They knew I ain't have much time to tend to them when I was looking for you and Sandra. Mm. Thank God for fellowship. And thank God for being out of that stockade. You know, you don't have to go back yet to school. Not if you're not ready. There ain't nothing to be scared or ashamed of. That's what Pastor said, remember? So if somebody asks me about the stockade, I'ma tell the truth, cause I'm not scared and I'm not shamed. You amaze me, little girl. You know that?
7: <laughs>
3: I know y'all not jumping off my couch again.
4: No, no, he just tripped.
3: Lord, now I gotta go in there and make sure he's all right.
5: I Ah, him, yeah, I. he don't got a scratch on him.
3: Well, good. You keeping him in line, huh?
5: Yes, ma'am. I got them sitting down on the couch now. They behaving and they ready for school.
3: Thank you, Sandra, baby. You know what? I'm going to put a special treat in your lunch. Something I've been saving, especially for you. Ooh, ooh,
5: ooh. What is it?
3: Got you something sweet. Pralines, sweet tarts, and jelly beans. Jelly beans! No! No, she can't have no jelly beans. Carol, what's wrong? Nothing's wrong. Just too much candy will will rot her teeth clean from her mouth. (laughs) Okay, Carol. Good. So, no more jelly beans. No more.
6: Lunchbox, check. Book bag, check. Pencil holder, uh, check. Then it seems like you're ready for school. Now don't shoot the messenger, but your mama and daddy say you better go straight to school, then straight home. So you best listen to what they say.
4: Yes, ma'am. How you feeling? Like a soldier? Um, yeah, I'm excited.
6: You don't seem it, baby.
3: Mabel? Miss Mabel? Oh, and Lorena, too. Morning, Mrs. Patty. Morning, Mabel. Morning, Lorena. You look awful pretty in that dress today. Thank you. How can I help you? Well, I'm preparing a small little token for you, Miss Lorena, for being as brave as your grandmama Mabel. But I'm going to need your measurements first. Measurements? That's right. You know how Lorena always used to run around in that vest of yours? Well, I'm going to make her a jacket of her own with her own badge for protest in the Martin Theater. Figured she could start building her own collection of badges. How'd that sound, Miss Lorena? You listening, Miss Lorena? Are you okay? You breathing mighty hard.
4: I'm okay. And thank you, Mrs. Patty. But I don't need no jacket. I don't need no badge.
3: Well, why not? Ain't you proud of how you protested (gasps) it? Patty, why
6: don't you come back another time? I need to make sure Lorena is ready for school. You sure she's all right? Bye now, Patty. Um, Sugar, are are you okay?
4: I'm fine. Just, I don't want no jacket. No badge. And I don't want your vest neither, Grandma. I just want to go to school. You sure? I don't know. But if I don't leave, I'm going to be late.
6: If you're not feeling good, you ain't gotta go, baby. Won't nobody be mad if you miss a day or so?
4: Well, I would. So, I gotta go. See you after school.
3: Perhaps it's an omen, the graying clouds that conceal the morning sun. Septembers in Georgia aren't known to be heavy with storms, but by the sky's appearance, one brood. Under the canopy of such woeful heavens is where the children of America step into their first day of school. Through the window of her second period class, Lorena stares with her face practically pressed to the cool glass, gazing intently at the ominous fog above. Her eyes are hard, Defiant. A look that dares the heavens to open its floodgates and pour rain. Hey, Lorena! Oh, hey, Carol.
5: Come sit with me. Well, look at here. If it ain't Lorena, you're bright and
4: early. Can't believe my eyes. I saved you a spot. Uh, sorry, Carol. I ain't seen Frida in a long time. Couldn't sit with her, okay? Hi, Frida.
5: You weren't gonna sit by me for a second. Figured you'd be happy to see me. I am. I'm just tired. How was your summer? Eh, didn't do much. Oh, Joyce and me played every day. We made up a new game. We gonna show everybody how to play at recess. You wanna be first in line? We'll see.
4: Maybe I'll watch first. Watch? That don't sound nothing like the Lorena I know. Good morning students. Everybody take your seats. Welcome to sixth grade. I'm Mrs. Williams, your social studies teacher.
2: Good morning, Mrs. Williams.
4: I want you to look at these names. Denise McNair, Addie Mae Collins, Carol Robertson, and Cynthia Wesley. Does anyone recognize the names written on the board?
3: Mrs. Williams? Now, you know it ain't fair to give us no pop quiz this early in the school year. Terry still need to learn how to figure out how to write the answers on his arm. <laughs> Michael,
4: this is not a time for jokes. Now, I suggest you shut your mouth before I call your mama. Ooh! Ooh. <laughs> Anybody recognize these names? Carol, I see your hand raised. You've got an answer?
3: Yes, ma'am. Those are girls from the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing. That's right. Four young black girls, senselessly killed.
4: Michael, when you hear that, what does it bring to mind?
3: I think it's awfully sad. I feel real bad for them and their families.
4: Yes. We often don't realize just how far-reaching violence like this is. It harms families and communities. Joyce, I see your hands raised. I
3: mean, they was in Sunday school minding their business. Wasn't like they was out and about marching or nothing. Going to church ain't supposed to be dangerous. Yeah. Feels like
5: ain't nowhere safe. And it makes me think of what my daddy says. And what's that, Frida? He say that kids need to stay in a kid's place and that
4: protesting's only gonna get you killed. Or locked up. (gasps) Lorena would know. None of that now, Joyce. We're not going to make light of what Lorena and Carol went through, understand? Just like them, you're not too young to be impacted so you're not too young to get involved.
3: Wow, guess you get special treatment when you get yourself kidnapped at a protest. <laughs> Lorena, wait, don't leave. Yes, she couldn't take a joke. Well, it ain't funny. We didn't ask to be locked up and we sure didn't deserve it. Y'all laughing and we was just doing what we could. At least we were doing something. Dang, Carol. Calm down. She was just teasing. It wasn't just teasing, Frida. Y'all have no idea what we went through. Lorena?
4: You okay? How could they laugh like that? Can't they see that we're them? We're who? What happened to those little girls in Birmingham? That could have been us.
3: But that wasn't us, Lorena. We made it out. Yeah. But why? Why did we survive?
8: Uh, uh, Shirley. Hey, uh, wait up. Hey, John. Long time no see, Shirley. Can't believe we made it to high
5: school. How you been? Not bad. Calculus isn't as hard as I thought it'd be. What'd you think? Uh, yeah,
8: I guess. But I'm I'm asking you how you been since you got back from that old stockade.
5: Oh, that?
3: <sighs> I'm okay.
8: Really?
5: Yeah. I guess I'd be
8: okay too if my picture was smattered across the cover of Jet Magazine. Like a movie
3: star. They're right. Did you even see the picture? Well, yeah. Then you should know that if that's what it takes to be a star, I don't want nothing to do with it.
8: Yeah, you're right. Sorry.
5: Oh, uh, hey, you,
8: you seen that movie out this summer?
3: The Great Escape? I was a little busy this summer Besides I doubt my mama would let me near the Martin Theater again After what happened
8: Oh shoot Sorry, I I wasn't thinking You know me Uh, looks like we're late Well uh, I best get going
3: Yeah, me too. Bye, Shirley. Bye, John. Oh, Shirley,
8: wait! Have you talked to Verna lately?
5: She's... She ain't been returning my calls.
3: Keep calling. She needs you now more than ever. Church had always been a safe haven for Carol. And since returning home, that hadn't changed. On the Sunday after the first week of school, she strolls down the worn road that leads to Sunday service. She doesn't mind the blazing sun bearing down on her back. Doesn't mind that sweat drenches it, sticky and wet. Instead, she's grateful for the fresh air. Grateful to bear witness to the browning of green grass under Autumn's watchful eye. And... More than anything, grateful for life's simplicity. Mama, hurry up. We already missed Sunday school. I don't want to be late for service. Okay, hold on now, baby. You're walking too fast for us. It's starting. Hurry!
1: Morning, Helen. Miss Carol. Morning, Deacon. I was wondering where you were. Pastor's just finishing the opening prayer head on into the sanctuary.
2: The word of the Lord that came to the prophet Jeremiah concerning the nations, because God has given us so much peace, it is our duty to pass it on, amen? Amen. All right now, so I invite you all to our tradition of passing the peace of Christ.
3: Throughout the sanctuary, Able-bodied congregants stand and shake hands in fellowship. Many stand in line to shake the hands of elders who sit stately on the pews' ends. But as if they were celebrities, factions also gather in front of several young girls, those who went missing. A wide range of sentiments are expressed during the passing of Peace, such as those from Mrs. Lawrence, a Sunday school teacher who had taught Carol since she was in diapers. Peace be with you, Carol. I have to say, it's such a wonderful morning. I'm just so full of joy laying my eyes on you. We missed you helping during Sunday school all those months you was away. Shame what they did to you and them girls. Mr. Gibson has a penchant for saying the wrong thing at the wrong time.
2: Peace be with you, Miss Shirley. Peace be with you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be, I'll be. I saw your picture in the Jet magazine and all over the news. Boy, y'all are some strong little ones, ain't you? When my wife saw them pictures, she showing up booed and hoot. I swear, I don't know how y'all managed to stay in that place. Belly no water, belly a toilet. Mm, not me. I couldn't have done it, no, sir, reading.
1: But how you doing now?
2: I'm sure you're using up all the water in your mama's house now, ain't you? <laughs>
3: Sharon Nesmith was there that fateful day at the Martin Theater. Peace be with you, Lorena. Thank God you and the others are okay. Could have been me so easily. Uh, Sorry, (laughs) that ain't what this is about. I just want to say, even though you're smaller and younger than me, I can't wait to see what you do next, because I'm going to be fighting right behind you.
2: Thank you, congregants. Please make your way to your seats as we prepare for morning announcements. This morning, we'll begin with a special announcement prayers you'd like to be lifted on this Sunday morning. You know this is my favorite part because I get to hear all the ways in which God has blessed us, kept us, protected us, cared for us, made way for us out of no ways. With a mighty God we serve. amen? Amen. Now usually I don't do this but I like to call up three girls in particular. Lorena, Shirley, Carol. Come on up and join me. Oh, don't be shy now. Come on, congregants. Give them a hand while they make their way up here. Yes. Yes, these girls are mighty. And they have a mighty story to tell. Now, most of us have read the Jet Magazine article, but it's something different to hear it straight from the horse's mouth, which is why I'm giving them each the opportunity to give testimony. Young ladies?
3: Lorena, you go first. No, you go. You the oldest. You want me to go?
2: Don't y'all rush now. One at a time.
3: (laughs) Fine. I'll go and be quick. Carol might end up giving the sermon. Um, I just want to thank all y'all for your prayers. And for the care packages. Being locked. <clears throat> Being away from home was horrible. And I just thank God it's over. Amen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Carol? Lorena?
3: Go ahead, Lorena. You can do it.
4: Oh, okay. Fine. Sorry, sorry, um, I, I... Take your time, baby. I, I just want to say thank you.
3: That's all.
2: Thank you, Lorraine. Carol, any words?
3: Yes, Pastor. <laughs> Good morning, congregation, and thank you, Pastor, for letting us speak, because what we went through was horrible. Wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I wouldn't. But I'd go through it again if it meant we was getting closer, even by just an inch, to being treated like the humans God made us to be. Amen. They wanted to break our spirit, but he who is in us is greater than he who is of the world. Jim Crow still got to go. And I am a soldier in the army of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. You're never too young to do the work of the Lord. Thank you, girls, for sharing your testimony. My God is a keeper. Now I ask that you bow your heads and open your hearts and let us pray for the young girls who lost their lives in the church bombing in Birmingham as we continue to pray for our girls as they heal from the viciousness of white supremacy. Now, Father God,
0: September fades into October, and
3: a month after their release, memories of that viciousness still pervades the dreams of many girls. In the depths of night, mothers and fathers extend their necks to the starred sky, praying for daughters haunted by the ghost of the Leesburg Stockade. Being a praying grandma, Mabel silently will call to her father as she held Lorena's shaking frame. She had long ago proclaimed God as her savior, but for the first time in her life, Mabel begged for an exorcism. Prayed that he may exorcise the demons terrorizing her grandbaby's dreams. Cast out whatever maleficence that dared dim the radiant spirit of her Lorena. But Lorena's nightmares persist. Lorena, I'm not feeling too
7: good. Can you fetch me some water? Shh! Sure, Verna! Hang on!
4: (coughs) This Not not you too, Shirley! Okay, wait there! Help me first. Don't you want to escape here? What's the plan, Verna? Hang on, Kara! I can't do it all at once! Just give me a minute! Shirley, I'm getting the mop bucket now. And Verna, here. Wipe your face, then take a sip of this here water. It's too late.
7: I feel, I...
6: Hey, it's taking so bad.
3: We gotta escape now. Verna's sick. Now Shirley, Verna, what are you gonna do? Just, just give me
4: another day. I'll have
3: a plan. (laughs)
7: I
4: said I'm getting the bucket, Shirley. Just wait. Elena. I don't think I'm gonna make it. I'm you would take care of it. What are you doing? I'm. I don't know. I don't know what I'm
2: doing. You think you can God bear save you and these porch from me? From this? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> you got two second Minnie man. So, what you gonna do? Please turn it off! Stop it!
1: Tell me! I can you save
2: anybody when you can't
7: save yourself! <laughs> no! <laughs> no! No!
6: Lorena, Lorena! Oh, Lord, baby, what's wrong? Bomb? What what bomb? It
4: exploded. It blew everybody up. And I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do nothing for nobody. They all died
6: because of me. Oh, no, baby. You were just having a nightmare. Everybody's okay. You're okay.
4: Everybody's not okay. I'm not okay. Them girls in Birmingham, they're not okay. They wasn't even doing nothing and they died. Grandma, how come they had to die? We
6: didn't. Oh, baby, I'm afraid I don't have an answer for that. Honey, we never know how it's going to turn out, but we can't let that stop us from trying. Got to fight anyhow.
4: Well, I'm tired of fighting, Grandma. If this is what happens, I don't want to do no more. I don't want to protest. Don't want to go back to those stockings. I don't want to be locked up or killed. I just want to stay in a kid's place. <laughs> Ain't you tired, Grandma?
6: <sighs> I've been tired for a long time, baby. Tired of taking three steps forward just to be knocked two more back. And to think I done pulled you into this. Lord, when you was gone, I ain't never felt so guilty. Look at what I got you into. I shoulda let you be a little girl. Shoulda let you just be.
4: I'm sorry.
6: For what, baby? That I can't be like you. Like me, child. I might go crazy if another me was walking around here. <laughs> You know, the only thing on this earth that keeps me sane that that makes me happy is you, Lorena Barnum. As long as you're happy, I'm going to be happy. So do whatever you want to do, whether that means marching in the streets with a thousand badges on a vest or playing hopscotch till you wear the concrete out. You hear me? I don't want you being nobody but you. Because I love you no matter what. Hear me?
4: Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Grandma.
6: (laughs) All right, baby. Let it all out. Cry as much as you got in you. I ain't going nowhere, and neither are you. (laughs) Oh, Oh, baby. Oh, baby.
2: From the north, the south, the east, and west, they come united in one cause to urge Congress to pass a civil rights bill to end forever the blight of racial inequity.
3: Shirley, pass me that popcorn. Gathers on the Mall that stretches from mm-hmm. the Washington Monument toward the Capitol. From the break of dawn, on August 28, nineteen sixty three, the March on Washington saw two hundred thousand plus demonstrators descend on the nation's capital with demands of jobs, equity, and freedom the U.S. witnessed the power, strength, and resilience of Black America. And while people nationwide wept at the resounding words of Martin Luther King Jr., James Farmer, and John Lewis, the girls obliviously stared at the walls of their decaying prison, playing their part in the struggle for liberation. With the TV's glow lighting the living room, Bernice and Shirley watched the remarkable event replay on the news.
2: By 11.30 more than 200,000 thronging
3: them all. Can't believe I got to meet him. Who? John Lewis. He's who introduced us to Danny. Without him, we might not have gotten him pictures. Guess not. You know, a few of us mothers are headed to the community center tomorrow evening. We're planning on writing letters to some officials statewide. I thought you might like to come join us. Letter writing? Yeah! After everything that happened with y'all, we got some demands we want to make. Mm. I'll pass. I thought you were interested in all this. Don't you still want to pick up your torch and fight, baby? Don't you want me to keep my nose in the books and go to college? I'm going to do that if I'm writing letters. That ain't changed. I still want your butt in college. But back then, I wasn't seeing the bigger picture. And I'm sorry for that. Mom, please don't. No, I will. Well, I won't. I got a book to read for class and I You better not move another inch, Shirley Ann Green. I'm not gonna let you avoid having this conversation anymore. Now sit down and listen. Now, before those goddamn cops took you hostage, I just didn't understand why you want to join this fight. I mean, people, children are getting beat up in the streets. They're dying. But when I saw you still fighting in that cage, when I saw you (laughs) hadn't given up hope despite the worst of circumstances, I understood you just ain't fighting for yourself or your family and friends. You're fighting for the future. You taught me, Shirley. You're teaching me that this is bigger than us. And I want to be standing there with you fighting for that bigger picture. It ain't got to be today, not even tomorrow. Or the day, month, week after. But someday, I want you to be ready again to pick up your torch. Reclaim your hope. And fight however you gotta fight. Whether it's praying over somebody or writing a letter. Just don't give up hope. Don't stop fighting. I never thought I'd see the day when Bernice Green would tell her daughter to go into the streets and fight the good fight. That don't mean I want you just running all (laughs) (laughs) willy-nilly. But I trust you and love you, and I'm here for you when you're ready. Actually, I've been thinking about journaling. I've only done it once, but it it felt good. Helped me get my thoughts out. Like Pastor say, I, I got a story to tell. I think writing it is how I want to tell it. Is that right? Well, pass me my purse on the chair. Dang, mama. You an elephant in here? (laughs) You got jokes, huh? You want what I'm going to give you or not? I'll be quiet. (laughs) You're right, though. Purse is big. But in this big old purse, I've got a big bill that I want you to use to buy a new journal. Something nice and thick as this bag so it'll fit all those brilliant thoughts. Really? Really? You have been such a good girl, Shirley. Even when you ran off to the Martin Theater that day, you were doing it because you want to help people. So now let me help you. Mama, you always help me. Thank you. Of course, baby. Oh, also, I think I'll go. Go where? To the community to center to help to you write go those go letters. Good. But just know, ain't no Bernice Green outside these hallowed halls. It's Mama from here on out. Here, crystal clear, Mama. <laughs> crystal <laughs> clear. <laughs> now pass that popcorn.
2: That from the sacred to the hillbilly, but with the one recurring theme, the cause of 20 million Negroes
3: lying on her side atop a yellow blanket carol watches the steady stream of the creek the soothing nature of gentle movement she hadn't been to the creek in months since before they got locked up and the hidden gem gave her the solitude she can never find in a house as large as hers but this is her safe haven her heaven on earth she closes her eyes and breathes in the scent of honeysuckle, magnolias, oak, and moss. The buzz of bees and dragonflies fills her ears, followed by the low bellow of a frog. Hey, Mr. Frog. What you doing over here not in the water? Did you come over here for some peace of mind like me? I've been looking for peace for a while now. You know, I usually find it in the Bible or at church. But I've been having a hard time finding it, Mr. Frog. I can't get what Joyce said on the first day of school out of my head. Oh, you don't know old Joyce. She a bully. But she was right. Church ain't supposed to be dangerous, but it was. It is. And four little girls got killed in a bomb. Ain't it awful? A bomb! A bomb! One of them look a little bit like me, got the same name as me too. I like to wear my pigtails braided like her, but she can't do that no more. It makes me sad because I was so excited to get back to church, but lately I ain't been able to hear God like I used to. I used to love hearing the church choir sing and pastor preach and And I love when Mrs. Jenkins catch the Holy Ghost. But now, I ain't even paying attention. Too busy peeping over my shoulder. Because what if somebody like Sheriff Chapel or Pops come in there with a gun? I gotta be ready to snatch it, like I did in the stockade. Oh, you don't know about the stockade, Mr. Frog. That's a long story. Maybe I'll tell you about it another day. What's that mean, Mr. Frog? You want to know about the stockade? Well, I'll just say this. wasn't no God in that stockade. To say the truth, I ain't sure if there's a God outside it neither. (sighs) I shouldn't say that, huh, Mr. Frog? That's bad. I ain't supposed to say that. Still, I I can't help asking myself. How I'ma serve a God who who I've lost faith in? You got the answer, Mr. Frog? (laughs) Wish we could talk the same. You probably got all the answers, huh? Oh well, I'ma keep going to church for now. But I'm going to keep coming here to this little sanctuary, too. This right here, this is church enough for me. While Carol inhales the sweet scent of magnolias lining the creek, Lorena treks home from playing baseball with school friends. For the past few weekends, she made it a point to play as many games and sports as she could. Always 100% committed to any cause she joined, Lorena was committed to discovering what she loves. Committed to discovering who she is. Dressed in a once-white shirt now stained with dirt, Lorena throws the baseball into the air. But instead of falling into her glove, it bounces off a fence and rolls into the front yard of a quaint home. It's the local butcher, Mr. Netter's house. He swings gently in a rocking chair on the front porch.
1: Hey there, Lorena. How are you? Good afternoon,
4: Mr. Netters. I'm fine, sir. You?
1: Can't complain.
4: Sorry I accidentally threw my ball in your yard. I hit nothing but the fence, though.
1: I've had worse things fall in this here yard. Hey, come sit with me for a spell. I could use the company.
4: I don't think I got the time today, Mr. Netters. I don't want to worry my grandma. I can come by tomorrow.
1: Oh, Won't take but a minute. Have a glass of lemonade. You gotta be tired from all that baseball, it seems. Lemonade?
4: Okay. My grandma will understand me stopping for some lemonade.
1: Sometimes it's good to just sit still. I've seen you walking to and from for a better part of the week. It's good for you to take time to just be. Tastes alright?
4: Uh can use a dash of sugar, but it tastes fine <laughs> enough.
1: Dash of sugar. Got it. Baseball, huh? Never seen you carry a ball or bat?
4: It's new. I'm trying as many new things as I can right now.
1: That right. Mm-hmm. That's good. Real good. To be honest, I'm surprised you ain't leading the meeting down at the community center.
4: I don't think that's me no more. Then again, I still don't know who I am. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Hmm.
4: Hmm. Hey, that's
6: <laughs>
1: not funny. No need for you to get all mad and twist up your lip on account of me laughing? What, you? About nine? Ten?
4: Yeah, so what?
1: Okay. Well, what's the hurry? You got plenty of time to figure out who you are.
4: I guess. Hey, when did you figure out who you were?
1: I'm afraid I can't answer that on account of not being done learning yet. Mm Mm-hmm. I was always good at fixing things. I suppose I could have been an engineer or something. But opportunities was real limited back then. Even more than they are now. That's right. So when Mr. Joe, the mechanic, offered to teach me, I jumped at it. After a few years of trying that, I figured I'd rather cut a rack of lamb than walk a car. Mm-hmm. Still, got the chance to work with my hands, make a good living, take care of myself and my family, and you know, <laughs> enjoy a nice stable life.
4: Is that why you're not involved with the movement?
1: <laughs> well, I think we might got different understandings what it means to be involved. If everybody marching, whose house they gonna sleep at when they need a rest? How they gonna eat when they hungry? You know how many travelers I done gave a bed to? How many protesters I've gave some cornbread and rice and beans? No. <laughs> Shoot, me neither. Don't matter how many though, I did it. I done help people the best way I know how. That's what it's about.
4: I don't never wanna see the inside of a jail ever again.
1: Can't say I blame you.
4: But I do wanna help people be nice to be able to make them smile when the last thing they're thinking about is smiling.
1: There's a lot of ways you can do that. You could be a doctor, a school teacher, you know, beautician. Shoot, you might be telling jokes on stage like Moms Mabley. Lots of ways.
4: It's getting late. I gotta get going, Mr. Netters.
1: Uh, I understand. Thanks for keeping me company.
4: You're welcome, sir. Mr. Netters, How or when
1: will I know what I'm supposed to do? Be patient, keep trying new things, and you'll figure it out. Take care of yourself now.
4: Yes, sir. I will. I am.
3: Most Sunday nights... Carol stayed at home playing games with her siblings while her mother prepared dinner. But tonight, she stands in the foyer of Americus's local community center. On that evening, community members gather to write letters to officials statewide and organize the next voter registration drive. Carol approaches Mr. Jones, his lanky frame giving away his age of 20, though his weary eyes depict a man of many years. Mr. Jones, I'm here and I'm ready.
2: Oh, Carol, good evening. You here to join the other kids? They're in the gym playing dodgeball. Head on back.
3: No, sir. I'm here ready to help. What do you need me to do?
2: To help? Oh, my. Listen, it's awfully nice you want to support, but maybe considering how, how eventful it's been for you these past few months, you might want to take a break, do something else, go play.
3: With all due respect, Mr. Jones, I ain't come here to play. I came here to work. I got my own Barbies and coloring books at home, and I put them
2: to good use. Oh, was that right?
3: Them 45 days locked up in that hellhole and grew me up. I'm a lot older than I look, same as you, and I'm a lot more determined than you know. I'm not going to let my time in jail be in vain.
2: Well, excuse me, Miss Carol. Honestly, most of the roles are already filled out, but the elders could use some help. Could you escort them to the seats, keep an eye on them, give them water, keep them hydrated?
3: No role is a small one. I could do that. Doing whatever she can, Carol begins disseminating plastic cups of water to the elderly in the room, then moves on to make sure everyone has water. Like she said, no role is a small one. Carol, is that you? And is that cup of water for me? <laughs> if I wasn't doing the Lord's work, I'd say no. But lucky for you, I am. <laughs> hey, you seen Lauren around here? Nah. I think she's taking a break from this for a while. I heard she was playing baseball earlier. Baseball? Who the thunk? (laughs) Hey, Verna and me are headed to the creek tomorrow after supper. You and Lorena should come. I was just there today. Met a frog. Huh? Never mind. But I'll be there for sure. Anything for Verna. Good. She barely been out the house since... Well, she's excited to see y'all. Then it's a plan. When you turn your face to the sun, shadows fall behind you. And from the shadow of the girl's kidnapping came the bond of three very different mothers, all now forever connected through the trauma of stolen daughters. From such darkness was born a tradition, however. One where every Sunday, Helen, Bernice, and Mabel would bring their children to eat Sunday dinner. Right after church, they'd come to Mabel's kitchen and cut greens, fix macaroni and cheese, and prepare the meats. Only difference on this night is Helen chugging a rare glass of whiskey, taking advantage of her husband watching her young boys and Sandra at the house. Yes! Here's to us, ladies.
6: (laughs) Here's to us, and here's to our girls. Girls, y'all come on out here now. I ain't heard them make a sound for a while. Where could they be? Girls!
3: Girls! <laughs> Lorena, Shirley, and Carol run through the woods of America's Georgia. They weave in and out of trees, dodging brambles growing lush berries. Unlike the death they stared down in the woods of Leesburg... Within this flourishing woodland, they run wild and free. Between giggles and heavy breaths, the girls stop in front of an idyllic clearing. A girl, no, a young woman, is already there, laying on her back with her rounded belly stretching toward the skies. Berna! Is it true? You got a baby in there?
7: (laughs) It's true. I'm about four months along now. You ain't walk here alone, did you? Nah, John brought me here. He's such a gentleman. Ooh,
3: John your boyfriend? Wait, does that mean John is... Yep. Ew, you had to do
4: a lot of kissing if you got a baby now. Gross.
7: Well, I'm glad we did a lot of kissing, because now I got a little one on the way. I think it's going to be a girl. Oh, a girl? Mm Mm-hmm. What you going to name her? We don't know yet, but it's going to be something real pretty, like like Rose, or Grace, or Josephine. Or Shirley.
4: Shirley ain't no pretty name. Hey! <laughs> yes, it is.
3: <laughs> <sighs> I'm really glad y'all came today. Last time we was really all together like this was back in the stockade.
4: I have been so busy keeping myself busy. I think without meaning to, I've been avoiding y'all. I've been having trouble sleeping and stuff. My body home, but sometimes my mind ain't. I thought seeing y'all would make it harder to separate then from now. I'm glad
3: I was wrong. It feel real good being with y'all. When my mind starts to get to wandering, or I start feeling scared or sad, I come here to the creek. Talk to the frogs. As long as the frogs ain't talking back, then
4: I'm all for it.
7: (laughs) (laughs) When my mind starts to wander back there, I rub my belly and remember. I got a little one on the way now.
3: I write. I write it all out in my journal.
4: Is that what that is? I thought it was a Bible.
3: Oh, hush, (laughs) silly girl. No, it's a journal. It's where I put everything I ain't ready to say. If I have a flashback, I make myself write it down instead of ignoring it. Why? How can I put it? If I keep running from those memories and all the pain that come with them, those memories have control over my life. I don't want to live like that. My story matters. Our story matters. I might even write a book. But one thing's for sure, I ain't gonna run from it. Ever. Not anymore. Yeah. We can't change what happened. Exactly.
4: It's hard. But I've been talking to my grandma about my nightmares. So, that's a
3: start. Amen!
7: Yes! That's good. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, I've been real angry. At first I tried to make it go away, but now I just try to use it for good. I've also been volunteering. It feels nice to help out. Now I've been playing baseball. I'm pretty good when I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got an idea. What? Here, each of you take a piece of paper, but I only got two pens. Wait, I got a couple of crowns in my pocket. Had to take them away from them boys. Okay, good. So here's what we're going to do on our piece of paper, each of us is going to write one thing we want to release and one thing we want to embrace. Oh, okay? Okay. Oh, how yeah, fun. Ready? You go first, Verna.
7: Hmm. I want to let go of being sick and feeling weak and embrace being strong. But most importantly, I want to be the best mother I can be.
4: I want to let go of my fear, my fear of not being good enough and embrace,
3: well, embrace me being me. I want to let go of my fear of God and embrace using his word and my voice to help bring change. What about you, Shirley? I want to let go of the rule book. All rules ain't right. And I'm going to embrace freedom. Living it and fighting for it from this day forward. Aww. (laughs) So what are we supposed to do with these? Here. Here. Give them to me.
4: Why are you bunching them together like that?
3: I'm going to release these down the stream. Put it in guards' hands. I just got to find something to tie them together first. Oh. Why not use your ribbon? My ribbon? But my hair is... Don't worry about your hair. We
4: like it when it's wild and free. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, then. Let me tie them up. And there. Now... Ready to release it? Yeah! Yes! Here it goes. With a flick of the wrist, Shirley drops the scroll in the water, and the group watches it gently roll downstream. I didn't know it was going to rain! Look! It's like God wanted to get our messages faster! The papers are already gone! Should we go home
4: before we get soaking wet? Nah, it's just a little drizzle. So what you want to do then? Tag! Carol, you're it! Hey!
3: (laughs) With skies wide open, rain pours down, nourishing the leaves, the trees, and the crowns of the little girls' heads, anointing them anew. They chase one another. They dance. They laugh. They relish in the present. And in doing so, they give themselves and each other the gift of healing.
0: While this podcast is inspired by actual events and persons, certain characters, incidents, location, dialogue, and names have been fictionalized for the purpose of dramatization. As to any such fictionalization, any similarity to the name or to the actual character or history of any person, living or dead, or actual incident, is entirely for dramatic purposes and not intended to reflect on any actual character or event. Black history is American history, and yet it is often distorted, devalued, and disregarded. At Push Black, we believe that telling empowering stories on Black life and history can fight against this misinformation and erasure to build a more liberated Black future. Being here with us lets us know you value this work. We can't do it alone. As a nonprofit media company, we rely on support from people like you. Most people donate five or ten bucks a month, but everything makes a difference. Please consider donating at stolengirls.com. Thank you for supporting the work. This episode features performances by Jacob Bishop, Brooke Brown, Joelle Denise, Precious Bear, Cindy Camchoon, Richie Camchoon, Zoel Monzi, Deborah Middleman, Leslie Taylor Grover, Bianca Tochi, MJ Van DeVere, Len Webb, Nate Waldo, Chris Yates. This episode is written by MJ Van DeVere and Sydney Smith and directed by Richie Kamchun. This episode is edited by Julian Blackmore, with engineering provided by Lance John. Original music composed by Julian Blackmore. Our producers are Jill Hanairo, Darren Wallace, Len Webb, and Lily Workna. The Stolen Girls of Americus is a co-production of Accelerate Change and Push Black.